Thanks. Everyone say hi. Hi. How are you? Are you well? Good. Hey, so I don't know if you know this, but um, that hot half Mexican, half white chick in the Kids Rock shirt, that was my wife. And she was talking about rolling her eyes about arrogance because I, I lay it on thick at home about how great I am, and she's, she's over it. It's the most unattractive thing to her in the world, which is exactly why I keep on doing it because that's what makes the most sense. I love that um, Jesse invited me to speak in a relationship series. I've actually never taught or talked uh, in a relationship series, but I've always been a part of one or, or been to one, and I, I find them super encouraging. I think that they're important. I think they, they really speak to a lot of us because the relationships are a, a major part of our lives, and so we really press in. Um, in the church world, we always see the numbers go up when uh, we're talking about dating and specifically sex. Um, you guys like to hear about that. I do too. That's why I show up. Um, but uh, it's, it's good. It's good for us to press in and to really talk about things that we really value uh, in our lives. Um, last week, Jesse talked about practicing, you know, what you promise. Like, if you say you're going to run a 5K, let's not make it a New Year's resolution and not do it, right? Let's actually, let's actually do the 5K thing. And then going forward, she said she wanted to split the weeks up. One week she wanted to talk to, to the fellas, and the next week she wanted it to be uh, geared towards the ladies. And so tonight is fellas' night. Now, it's not a free pass, fellas. I'm not going to give you a pass to do whatever it is you want to do because the Bible says you should lead and they should submit. We're not even going to go that route. I'm going I'm to I'm call us to be a little better than that. And it's a little bit awkward for me because, like, I have to, I'm, I'm a guy. So I'm basically calling out of myself things that apparently I don't see in myself either. So I'm with you there. And then, ladies, it's not a chance to take a nap. It's not, uh, there's going to be stuff in here for you. Uh, it will apply to you. What I'm going to talk about tonight is basically a guideline for how to find your dream man. So you can get your notepad out. There it is. Yeah. Get your notepad out. You're going to write these things down. And then when Edward comes along, you're going to be like, nah, mm -mm. you're missing out right here. I got this list and you're not on it. So, so you can get away from stupid, stupid people like that. Um, but before we do all that, uh, let's just let's just pray. Let's just invite the, let's just invite God here tonight. God, thank you, uh, thank you so much for a place to gather freely, um, to come together as a family, um, to pursue a common goal, to pursue you uh, together, and to be encouraged by a community that pursues you together. God, I just pray tonight that you would um, you would be here, that your presence would be here above anything else. That's that's our that's our desire. That's our prayer tonight. That you would open our hearts to you. Help us see you better, know you better, and understand you more. We pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> all right, so ladies, I am going to talk specifically to the fellas, but like I said, there's going to be some things you're going to want to write down, and then if you have a boyfriend now, you might like be like, hey, I might leave. Um, <clears throat> better act right. Hey, so fellas, has anyone ever come up to you or you're in a situation where someone's like, hey, you better man up. You need to man up, or they're like, Hey, you need to be a man here in this situation. Hey, real quick from the fellas, can I get a yeah? yeah. That's we, okay. That's where we're going to be. That's fine. That's fine. Someone tells you to man up. Someone tells you be a man about something, right? Like, for example, uh, <clears throat> when I was interested in my wife, uh, I call her a coconut, by the way, because she's brown on the outside, but definitely white on the inside. When I was interested in my wife, she doesn't even like spicy food. Come on. Um, she wasn't my wife at the time. I still am interested in her. Uh, we, I, I liked her, right? But 
I didn't really know if she liked me. And so here I am, like a 24-year-old fourth grader, and I'm like, hey, I like this girl. Does, do you know, like, has she said anything? Because then if I find out if she's, if she's into me, well, then I, then I have all the courage I need. Hey, you want to go hang out? But in reality, what it, the way it should go is, I like that girl. I'm a guy. I should have some courage, make a bold step. Hey, let's go hang out. You know, it doesn't have to be, hey, so will you, um, and the funny thing is, the way I asked her out, I was, like, hugging a pillow and, like, ashamed and, and like, scared and nervous because this was a big deal to me. So that, that's an example where someone would be like, hey, you need to man up. You just go ask her. You just say, hey, let's go out. Let's just see how it works, right? That, that, that's an example of where maybe, maybe I, I kind of failed. Uh, my favorite example of someone who I look at and I think not a man pertains to a certain movie that I'm kind of excited about, which is The Hunger Games is coming out. And I'll tell you why I'm excited, because I don't read the books. And I don't care if the books are better. If they were that good, they wouldn't have to make them into a movie. So I watched the movie. So don't ruin it for me. Don't tell me what it's all about. I don't need to hear it. So uh, there's a guy in this movie, and I just, every time, he just drives me insane. I wish he would die. I just, don't tell me if he does. He's only a character in a movie. He'll be all right. I just, I just don't like, who, someone said it over here. PETA. Oh, my gosh, PETA. Oh, this, like, sad, doughy face, and, like, he's a clinger. Like, he just clings to Katniss. If that's not, like, the role reversal, like, he submits to her and she leads. Like, I don't really know what is. And I just, I just want to be like, hey, Peter, you need to man up. This is ridiculous. I can't even handle you right now. Like, why does she have to figure it all out? Why can't she rely on you for, no wonder she doesn't like you. You're not even a man. Like, I don't know what to do. So I don't, I don't, not a fan of Peter. I just wish he would go away. Um. Another time is like, you know when you really make a mistake and you have guys around you and they know you made a big mistake, right, and you got to own up to it, but right now you're in like, I'm denying until I die, denying until I die. I ain't owning up to that. That's freaking me out, right? That's, a, that's another man-up situation. You better be a man. You better own up to what you did, and you better take care of the situation. And there's, there's just something about that whole, like, be a man, fellas, that, like, we just get it. It's like a punch in the chest. It's like, be a man. Okay. Why don't you be a man? I am a man is the first response, and then we walk away, and then it's like, actually, that's, yeah, okay, I'll take care of it, right? Like, there's just something about that phrase. Like, we're just born understanding what it means to be a man, and we know we're not being a man. And, and so I just think that's funny, and I got fired up while I was writing this message because I, like, I was making a list of what, what it is to be a man, and I'll talk more about that in a second, but I was just like, oh, I'm just so fired up. Being a man is just being a man. That, that's all it is. That's that's, that's just what it is. I got a little bit frustrated, and that's what I wrote down. And believe it or not, God actually says the same thing to Job. And Paul actually writes the same thing to the first Corinthians. In Job 38, verse 3, the first part of it, brace yourself like a man. Like, that's what God says to Job. And Job's supposed to be like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm, I got that. And if, if your homie tells you to be a man, it's like a punch in the chest. God tells you to be a man. What does that, I mean, what does that feel like? That's like probably how Peter feels if I were to have a conversation with him. Um, but God says, man up, you know, be a man, be a man. And in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 16, verse 13, uh, Paul writes this to the Corinthians. He says, be watchful, stand firm in faith, act like a man, act like men, and be strong. What we just learned is it's biblical to tell someone to act like a man. God did it, right? Paul does it. So you can feel good about that. You're just rebuking your friends. It's fine. You're not making them feel less about themselves. You're just calling godliness out of them. It says, be a man, be a man, be a man. But isn't it funny that like the, being a, like a man, being a man is a verb and a noun. 
Like that kind of that kind of struck me as like being a man is being a man. A man is it's just a, it's a weird. Ladies, you just won't get it. I think the guys understand. Fellas, are you with me? Yeah, cool. There he is. Yeah, I like you. You keep it up. Um, like somehow, you know, we talked about this. We're just when someone says be a man, we know exactly what they mean. We know exactly what they're talking about and, and what they're saying. And, and and it's not like and what they're saying is we're we're not being a lot of things, right? Not that we're not just being a man, but we're not being a lot of things. And I figured out what they are. Like, through a lot of deliberation, uh, I was talking with Andrew, and I was just like, man, what is a man? And I was, like, writing things down. And it's really easy for me to say what I think being a man is. So I'm writing things down. A man is strong. A man is confident. A man is courageous. A man is a leader. A man sacrifices. A man watches football. A man never calls soccer football. Um, Those are things that a man is. Yeah, you, soccer's number one in America. Um, anyway, whatever, makes billions, not really. Um, so the things that, the things that I kind of came to finalize, like, that, that, that these are probably like the four main things. At least when someone says, be a man, these are the four main things they're sort of calling out of us. In a man, it, 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 it's when they're calling that out of us, usually because we're not being one of these things. So a man is strong, courageous, a leader, and responsible. Now, some of these things in today's society are kind of an uphill battle. As men, I think we feel like often we can't be these things. We're not supposed to be. Masculinity is so tainted, at least in this country. And the examples of men that we see from time to time are PETA and, uh, <clears throat> and, and other men on TV. Where they're, we're, we're literally like they're ripped of strength and courage and responsibility or leadership. They have none of it. Let's have some examples. Who knows the show Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah. Raymond is not a man. Well, he can't be because his wife won't let him. But, like, if you watch that show, Jess will talk about that. I'm fine. I'm covered. Je- if you watch that show, he's just, like, he, he just, he's trapped. He can't lead that family. She, there's just nothing he can do. If you watch The Simpsons, if Homer was in charge, that show, that, everything would burn down. King of Queens is, like, the same thing as, like, the, the Everybody Loves Raymond show. I don't know the characters, but that guy is, like, same thing. Like, you feel like he's just always in trouble. Like, he's not trusted to lead or do that stuff. Modern family, I want to be Phil Dunphy. Like, that's my life goal. When I grow up, I want to be Phil Dunphy. But sometimes Claire is, like, subduing his awesomeness, which, Claire, let him lead your family to awesomeness because awesome is where everybody wants to be. And, I, and so, it's, you know, it's, he's just, it's just a bunch of family guys. Same thing. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are just, like, suppressed in, in what they're supposed to do. And if they're not dumb and, and task-oriented, then the other end of the spectrum is, like, they just come off as um, womanizing, like, jocks. They're just super masculine, whatever, um, and they're arrogant. Like Schmidt, who is my favorite TV character. But he's so arrogant. Uh, let's see, Van Wilder, womanizer, right? Uh, Don Draper, not a good person. Thor. I would like to be Thor, but is that's not the most cocky guy in the universe. See what I did there? Uh, I don't know who who is. And so these it comes across and it, it comes across as like don't be this. Don't be if you're strong, you're that. If you if you come across as is somewhat compassionate, you're you're weak, right? That's what that's how it's portrayed to us. But that's not how God has written it in his design. That's not what he wrote. We are supposed to be strong, courageous, responsible and leaders. In 1 Corinthians, we read that Paul tells the Christians in Corinth to act like men and be strong. He says, be strong. And I link, we just had a a youth event last night, and this guy was talking, it was called The Fight. And I just, it just spoke to me. I link 
like strength with the ability to keep fighting, right? That, that's, how I, that's, how I, that's how I view that, the, it, to be resilient, to be a fighter. Someone who's, who's strong enough to, to fight every fight, right, and to, to last the fight and, and to fight for a relationship or fight for a family or fight for what they believe in or just continually fight. That's what, how I relate strength. And Paul is telling them, be strong, be men. It's, they go hand in hand, being a man and being strong. Don't quit because this life is a fight, and it's going to be difficult. It's, it's a fight against Satan and his havoc, and, and it will require great strength to keep fighting. And it's a fight to pursue God's calling on your life. It's a, it's a fight to pursue your passions because sometimes they don't line up with what the world says you need to be doing right now. This is the kind of fight that God has called us to have and the kind of strength that God's called to have in us. He's called us to be strong so that we can bear the weight of whatever we need to bear whenever he needs it. So we can keep fighting whatever fight he needs us to fight whenever that comes up. Strength looks like safety to the ladies. Am I wrong? Hello? Thank you? Jeez. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to not talk to you at all. That would be weird. Um, and, and it looks like in, in confidence, what lady doesn't want a confident person to lead them. <clears throat> that's what it looks like for them. And the thing that's tough about, about all this is that we have to balance the, the arrogance versus the confidence, right? And the strength versus the, the over-masculine thing. The thing with strength, though, is that it needs an action. It needs, I believe that it needs a massive, bold action, and that action is courage. I think that courage, uh, without courage, there is no bold action. And if there is no bold action, there are no men who are going out and spreading the gospel. God ain't going to use man if they can't be courageous, in my opinion, to go out and he'll do it a different way. Because it requires courage to do things like that. It requires courage to go and share the good, it's good news, but it requires courage to share with people who maybe don't want to hear it. And without, without, without any of that, where would we be? And I, I think, I thank God that, you know, our courage it doesn't have to come from us. It doesn't have to, we don't have to rely on ourselves to give ourselves courage. Joshua uh, chapter 1, verse 9, not doing this because it's my name, promise, uh, says this. It says, have I not commanded you, and this is God talking to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I don't know how it goes when it comes to going out and pursuing things and things that don't necessarily line up with society, it's like, well, you know, I've been really praying about it, and, like, I just have, I just, I don't really know, because who knows what's going to happen, and it could be really scary, and I don't, if I don't know the outcome, I don't know if I can do it, and that's not what, it's not, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, he's saying, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. As a man, go and do, right? I mean, why would we have to feel that way? Why do we have to feel like, well, I'm just really scared, um, because, uh, yeah, I just don't know what will happen. Because it, right here in the Bible, it says multiple times that he's going to go with us. And if he's going to go with us, then what is there to be afraid of? God is already there, wherever we're going to go. It's not like we don't know the outcome. He, he, we know he's going to be there. We can find faith and trust in that and courage in that as men, right? And he even says in Joshua, in this verse, and then he says in Deuteronomy 31.8, and Jesus says it in Matthew 28.20. 20, and what do we know about threes in the Bible? That's a guarantee that wherever you go, he's going to be there with you. That's a guarantee. God knows exactly how it's going to play out, and his plans are to prosper us. So we should have courage. 
We should take courage in that. We should be able to find courage in that. And we should be able to, as men, go out and be courageous. You're going to have a hard time finding Bible stories about people who didn't do courageous things, even if it looked crazy, the ark, right? You're going to have a hard time finding that. But you will have a very easy time finding Bible stories about people who were courageous in Christ and in God and went out and effectively changed the world. Our courageous acts, though, they require that strength. It's a balance. We need both. We can't just have one. They go hand in hand. That's why God tells Joshua to be strength, to have strength, to be strong and courageous. And we need to courageously trust and pursue the calling that God has on our lives, like not be lazy about it and just, okay, well, I'm a little bit afraid because it's right here. And it's attractive. It's attractive to pursue what you love and to have passion about something. We're called to be and we should be men as uh, Joshua was courageous. That's what we are called to be. That's what we should be. Joshua was a great leader because he had great faith, great courage, and great strength. And as a man, we must lead. The Bible tells us that we are to lead, not to dominate, not to control, not to subdue or overpower or belittle, but lead. And there's a massive difference. We're called to lead. We're supposed to lead. Ladies, We should be allowed to lead. Y'all are going to the rose tonight, right? Give it a try. Let's practice. You know what I mean? No? Okay. Cool. We're called to lead, fellas. So do it. Take it. It's yours. Written. It's what you're supposed to do. But you you gotta do it right. Not to dominate, control, subdue, overpower, or belittle. A leader is selfless, courageous, strong. A leader does what's right because it's right. It's someone who emanates courage and strength. Like, like, we, as leaders, we need to encourage. We need to put courage in people. They need to be able to come to us for strength. Caroline and I have been doing, um, we've been doing some CrossFit together. Man, it was a fight to get her to go. But I just, I, just, I, just, I just pump encouragement into her. I'm just like, you can do it. It's something that you can do. And, and it's honestly, it's been super great for our, for our marriage because she even told me, she's like, the, the, my biggest motivation for going is because, it makes you proud of me. It makes you proud of me. It encourages me that you're proud of me. She, she comes to me for that encouragement. And, she, and I'm her biggest fan. And that's the way it should be. I lead our family. It's a family of two plus a puppy now who is amazing. Um, but I'm responsible for her. Absolutely 100% responsible for her. With leadership comes tons of responsibility. A leader, a man must be responsible. And responsibility, I think, is the big one. I think it's the scary one. I think that this is the one that uh, is the reason why it appears that we're lazy sometimes, ladies. And I'm not trying to devalue you in any way, but the responsibility of a man who is after God's heart is so heavy and crushing. It is a massive, massive weight to wear the weight of who we are to be in God's eyes is a responsibility of that. It's so overwhelming, so overwhelming. And to be strong, we have to be a rock. We have to have people who, we have to be there for people they, we have to be relied upon. They have to be able to come to us to find strength when things are hard. When she's having a hard day, when Caroline has a hard day, I want her to come to me, and I want to be able to encourage her. I don't want all, my, all her strength to come from me. I want it to come from Jesus, but I should emanate and be Christ-like, and I want to be able to have her come to me for that strength. We have to be courageous. 
We have to show what it looks like to trust God. We have to lead in that way. We have to lead in, I'm going to pursue what God's put on my heart. It's a courageous step for me, but I'm going to go that distance. We have to do that. We have to commit to the bold actions. And we're responsible to lead. To lead who's around us. To lead, uh, to be able to be looked to for anything and everything. We have to be able to be relied on, which means we have to put other people before ourselves, always. In my home, my wife and I are very much a team. Like, we do things as a team. That's, that's how we talk about things as a team. But I'm going to be the one who's held accountable to God for how I led my family someday. That's my weight to bear for my whole family. If our marriage isn't going well, that's on me. I need to be the man, and I need to lead us to a spot where we can work on it. If we're struggling financially, it's not very manly for me to say, for someone to say, hey, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm a youth pastor. Oh, what does your wife do? She's got like seven jobs, but we have like two Xboxes and a TV, and it's sweet. There's nothing about that that exudes any kind of confidence or uh, a, a type of something where someone points and goes, that's a man. That's on us. That's on me. I do whatever it takes to lead us, and that means the responsibility is mine. Why? Because God wrote it that way. My wife and I can talk about it and go through it together, but it is my responsibility to make the tough decisions. I'm the man. So, ladies, it's kind of easy to see if you really absorb that responsibility of maybe, why isn't he trying to get in a relationship with me? Because he, once you're married... He's responsible for you, and he will report to God on how he treated and dealt and led you. A little bit makes a little bit of sense. It, it's crushing. It's heavy. But God calls us to be men, to be strong, and he has made us so, so we can, we can handle it. Like, we're okay with it. We can carry it. We can bear that responsibility. I mean, we're not doing it alone, right? God, God's, God is there with us. We, we talked about that. But ladies, don't feel, don't, don't feel like, oh, yeah, that's so sweet, too bad for them. Because I'll tell you right now, I'll take that responsibility over one minute of pregnancy. One minute. One minute. I'll get an epidural on month six. Like, you just knock me out. I don't want anything to do with that. God is good. There's an even there. You would probably, girls would probably be like, nah, uh Guys would be like, well, when I get to heaven, it might be. Um, but guys, we can do this, man. We can, we can be the men that they need us to be. We've, it's, our, it's, it's what we're called to. It's, what, it's how God wants us to be. He wants us to be the way he made us, which is in his image. Be a man. Right? Band, you can come on up. It means to be strong, to be courageous, to be a leader, be responsible. Those are the expectations, not just from God, but from the ladies of being a man. Those are our expectations, and they're, they're the ones that we, we, we have to gladly carry. Strong, courageous leader, man, that's it. Being a man means massive amounts of expectation and massive amounts of responsibility, if you think about it in a kingdom way. I want to read uh, a story and while I read it, I want you to think about the man that's being portrayed here. I want you to, I want you to just try to, try to view it through that lens of, of what are the characteristics 
he's exemplifying. And not just the ones that are on the surface, but really get in there. Think about what he's doing, why he's doing it, who he's doing it in front of, and, and who he's doing it for. I'm going to read to you John chapter 8, verse 1 through 11. And I'm going to read to you the message version, and you can take that for what it is. Uh, I, just, I just like to read it as a, as a story this way. <clears throat> you can trust I've read it in other versions. Um, but I want to read, I'm going to read it slowly, and I want you to think about those things. Why is he doing it? Who's he doing it for? Who's he in front of? And I want you to think about, I definitely want you to think about the person he's doing it for. It says, Jesus went across to Mount Olives, but he was soon back in the temple again. Swarms of people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The religion scholars and Pharisees let in a woman who had been caught in an act of adultery. They stood her in plain sight of everyone and said, this woman was caught red-handed in an act of adultery. Moses in the law gives orders to stone such persons. What do you say? That's right. The actual law says that both parties are guilty and both parties deserve to be stoned to death. The guy that she committed adultery with, which is probably more like a boy if we think about it, he fled his responsibility, right? He, he, he committed that problem. He, he didn't man up to it. He fled from the responsibility. He didn't show any strength. He's a coward. He's weak. He can't fight this fight. And he showed absolutely zero courage to do what's right. And then we have Jesus putting himself in front of the line of fire, literally, and standing beside her, strong and courageous. Very contrasting men here, or if you will, a man versus a boy. <clears throat> they were trying to trap him into saying something incriminating so they could bring charges against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger in the dirt. And they kept at him, badgering him. And he straightened up and said, the sinless, the sinless one among you, go first. Throw the stone. Go ahead. Bending down again, he wrote some more in the dirt. He is fighting for her. Fighting for her. Hearing that, they walked away. He won the fight. He wins a lot of them. One after another, beginning with the oldest. And the woman was left alone. And Jesus stood up and spoke to her, and he said, Woman, where are they? Does no one condemn you? And she said, No one, Master. Neither do I, said Jesus. Go on your way. From now on, don't sin. That is a man. 1 Corinthians 6.13, one more time, except this time we're going to go through verse 14. <clears throat> it says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, and let all that you do be done in love. And that's the difference maker. Verse 14 sets all that stuff apart from the arrogance, from the masculinity issues, from the from any of that stuff that we face today in society, from any stereotype that society can try to put men in. 
It makes strength and courage attractive and important. Fellas, this is the man, the man in that story that we want to strive to be like. The man who stands up and fights for the woman, even if he doesn't know her. The man who does courageous, bold acts. The man who, who, who is strong. Dude told a storm to stop with his mouth. I mean, he's strong. We all have what we need, guys. We all have, I mean, I feel like, I feel like we do, right? If we, if we believe what we read and we trust what we read, we all have what we need to be the man that God is calling us to be. It's all there. It's all there. We just, we just have to man up, be a man, like God tells Job. We have to choose to do that. We have to choose to make those kinds of decisions. <clears throat> we have to choose to pursue his calling on our lives. We have to choose to pursue our passions. We have to choose to pursue relationships, meaningful ones. That's why you're all here, because this is a place to come where no matter what kind of relationship, it can be a meaningful one. God has called us. He created us. He has a plan for us, guys. And ladies, that's the man you want. You want a called man, a strong man, a courageous man, because that's how God designed men to be. You think Katniss would settle for a pita? I know you all want to be like Katniss. <clears throat> you want the men that that have chosen to accept that, that they will follow the call, right? How God's called them to be. You want the man who will lead you how God has called you to be led. Fellas, we got this. We just have to be careful about our arrogance. But other than that, we don't need anything special. We need to believe what the Word of God says, and we need to believe what, what God tells people in the Bible. We need to believe that about ourselves. We need to believe that we can do anything we can combat anything. We can make it through any fight, any problem, any situation. Philippians 4.13 doesn't mean I can fly. It means I can endure. So man up. You can fire that back at me too because I'm sure I got to work on plenty. Of, I know I got to work on plenty of that stuff myself. So fellas, be the man they deserve. Ladies, reach for the man that you deserve. Let's pray. Uh, God, I just thank you so much for um, for these types of messages, these types of series that that you put on put on our hearts. These things um, they always affect all of us, but it just seems like relationships is just that one that pulls extra hard on the heart. God, I pray over every man in this room. I pray that you would encourage them, give them courage, strengthen them, give them strength, give me strength, give me courage. God, I pray that. Uh, that you would hold us accountable, keep us responsible. God, I pray that you would help us to be leaders, that you would help us lead. And God, I pray for every, every woman in this room. I pray that the man that they deserve would be presented to them and that they wouldn't settle for less because it's very clear that they deserve the best. God, we love you so much, and we're just so grateful for times like these um, God, we just pray that uh, you would encourage us, strengthen us, build us up all across the board, God, and that as we go into a time of worship, that we would just, we would, we would, we would experience a, a refill from you. We love you so, so, so much. 
We thank you that you've equipped us with everything we need. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.